It's the 2022 World Cup. It's England's players. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin and today we'll be looking at England's squad for the 2022 World Cup. Uh, this preamble is going to be the same for every media cast we do for the player series, so those familiar with it can jump ahead a little more than three minutes to when we begin talking about the team. Uh, for YouTube watchers, there's actually a timestamp towards the bottom of the show notes that you can just click on and go directly to that point. Uh, for those looking for a quick version of this, uh, you can skip to near the end of the media cast, uh, say the last five minutes or so, where we summarize the likely starters. Uh, just prior to that, with about 15 minutes remaining, again, the timestamps will be there on YouTube. Uh, we'll have some discussion on the squad, uh, talking about the main issues with the squad, how we see their overall strength, and how they look going into the cup. So we'll put those times in the show notes, and we'll also be editing this media cast into a shorter version for those who are just looking for an overview. Uh, for those looking for a deeper dive, you've come to the right place. We go through the players uh, to explain why we, um, why we place them in the, in the categories that we use. And we give some information uh, on their history and standing with the squad. So uh, we do this by first organizing the players into their designated positions. And uh, we always note that these are a bit artificial since players don't always play in their coded position. But it's nevertheless a good way to uh, organize the discussion. And then we go through the players and share some of the data we've collected in our soccer files. And using that data, we try to predict how likely the player is to make the team. Uh, and that's based mostly on their recent participation. Uh, we categorize them into definite, likely, possible, possible but unlikely, and seems to be off the squad. And we also mention any uh, big players who have recently left the team, and we make note of any who are currently injured. Uh, we'll also try to determine at the end of the podcast uh, who will be the starters and who will be uh, more, more like substitutes. Right, so for those uh, following on YouTube, we have a very simple graphic where we list the names and you can see how the players' names are spelled. And uh, this is the same broadcast for the audio version, the podcast. So we're going to try to repeat the names a few times to help listeners familiarize themselves uh, so that when they step onto the field, you have a notion of who they are. And that's as much as we can do at this point. But as the rosters are being published, we will do an update episode, and that will essentially be going over our predictions for the players and then updating them based on any new information we have. Uh, for example, uh, whether they participated in the games between now and then and, uh, and on the rosters, which will probably be released in early November. So keep your eye out for those and update podcasts both for the team and for the players probably in early to mid-November. All right, let's move on to England then. And uh, we will uh, talk about takeaways from previous podcasts. So we did a team podcast on England for the 2020 uh, Euro Cup, which was in 2021. 
and uh, that was our first series actually um, and our takeaways from those uh, podcasts really um, was about uh, England and their problem with pressure so generally England is very strong in qualifying uh, but often when they get to the cup they don't perform as well as uh, as hoped for or as expected uh, in fact sometimes uh, quite often their games are quite dull and we don't see the kind of performances that we see uh, in the Premier League at their club level. Uh, and sometimes, especially in the past, they, they looked like deer caught in, in headlights, uh, kind of uh, uh, frozen on the pitch sometimes. So uh, that seemed to be resolved through their uh, 2020 Euro Cup performance, especially. Uh, but we, there were signs of it in that cup. Um, some dull games or long periods of uh, dull performance during the games and um, it's still a concern so we'll return to that uh, at the end but English fans of course will hope that that's uh, more a thing of the past. Uh, let's take a look at their formations and um, basically uh, uh, basically they favor three formations so we'll take a look uh, during the Euro Cup Oops, my computer is misbehaving. Behave, computer. Okay, during the Euro Cup, um, we see they started with a 4-3-3 formation, uh, but then they kind of leaned towards a 4-2-3-1 formation. Um, so four defenders at the back. However, a couple of times they used uh, three de uh, three-man defense, and uh, it was basically a a three four two one in that case. But they have used uh, what you see for game four there a three two 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 one. So that means the midfield is kind of divide, divided into defensive and attacking midfielders, but otherwise very much like a three four two one. So they have gone with that a couple of times, but most of the time it is uh, the four three three or the four two three one. And we see that actually continuing through their World Cup qualifying games, uh, where it was either one or the other, a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-3-3, until the last two games, and uh, these were a 3-2-2-2-1 again. Uh, so uh, the most significant feature being that three-man defense. Now, those games were against Albania and San Marino, so uh, perhaps they were more comfortable um, uh, with just uh, uh, with a more attacking side, basically. And uh, since then, they've played uh, two friendlies, one uh, both at home, one against Switzerland and one against Ivory Coast. And they really did try out uh, a few new players, especially in the first of those games. Uh, some of the some of the players who really hadn't seen much field time, but uh, were often on the bench. Uh, so really that's um, not new players coming in, but maybe giving a little experience to those players. And uh, to an extent, they did that in the Nations League games too. Um, but uh, there we see that 3-2-2-2-1 formation again in their first game against Hungary. Uh, but uh, in the following games, they're more standard formations, the 4-2-3-1. Uh, against Germany and Italy, and the 4-3-3 in Game 4 against uh, 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 Hungary again. So they do tend to favour a four-man back line, 
uh, but use a three-man backline, uh, especially against um, uh, uh, no, I, I won't make any comments uh, on when they use it because it's not uh, really a pattern. Uh, okay, sorry, I put the wrong graphic there for Nations League and friendly. So um, there we go. So uh, generally, we expect a four-man backline, sometimes a three-man backline, and uh, usually just the one attacker. Uh, and if it's not just the lone Harry Kane up there, uh, then it's usually three attackers, uh, two kind of wingers pushing up to... Uh, right and left forward positions all right well let's move on to the squad and we begin with the manager gareth southgate and he has uh, been the manager of england uh since 2016 so um kind of uh, um, a long-term manager he took them to the 2018 uh, world cup and the 2022 euro cup and he himself was a player we won't go into too much detail but he had uh, 57 caps between 1995 and 2004 and uh, just for reference he played in the uh, 1998 and 2002 world cup i suppose he's most famous for uh, missing a penalty um uh, in a shootout i believe that one was in 1998 uh, okay, well, um, that's a horrible thing to uh, remember him by, but there we have it. Let's move on to goalkeepers, and uh, we have a definite candidate in Jordan Pickford, and a likely candidate in Nick Pope, and a likely candidate in Aaron Ramsdale, and a possible candidate in Sam Johnson, and... Um, uh, Fraser Forster is uh, seems to be off the squad, as does Dean Henderson. Now, I should say that uh, those listening to the podcast may think, wow, this guy's out of date. <laughs> so I do realize, as a Premier League watcher myself, that the form of these players uh, uh, will come into play. Uh, however, it hasn't really yet, because their last games were in June, and I'm going mostly on the international games they've played to that point. So um, we will kind of provide an update uh, in November, which will take their more recent form into account. Okay, well, moving back to, uh, and I'll make a few comments on, on what I know uh, as we talk as well. Uh, moving back to the beginning, we have Jordan Pickford. So he has started actually only seven of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup. And he was on the bench for six others. So uh, he will, uh, we're saying definitely as in he will definitely make the squad. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean he'll be the starter, and there is some discussion to be had about that. Uh, nevertheless, I'll give the information on him. He's been with the team since 2017 and has 45 caps, and he is 28 years old. So he's been with Everton in England since 2017 and was with Sunderland uh, for a long time before that, loaned out actually to uh, a few teams while he was with Sunderland. And uh, he was a starting keeper for his first tournament, which was the 2018 World Cup, and was also the starter in uh, the Euro 2020, playing all games in both of those. Uh, 
All right, Nick Pope is a, a likely candidate. Just going to make the graphic a bit bigger for YouTube watchers. And Nick Pope started one of their 13 games since the Euro Cup, uh, but he was on the bench for eight of them, and uh, uh, only four games was he not called up for. So he's been with England since 2018 and has uh, just eight caps in that time. Um, and he's 30 years old. So he recently moved to Newcastle in England, but he was with Burnley in England for a long time before that, and with Charlton uh, prior to that. And he was on the roster for the 2018 World Cup. However, uh, he wasn't on the roster for the 2020 uh, uh, World, oh, sorry, the 2020 uh, Euro Cup. Keep in mind that that was in the summer of 2021. Uh, however, given his recent form, uh, I, I'd say likely is is uh, right. Uh, so even though he um, wasn't in the Euro Cup, um, it's likely that we'll see him on the squad here. The other likely candidate is Aaron Ramsdale. So he started uh, three, uh, including the last two of their 13 games since the Euro Cup. And he was on the bench for five of those. So not selected for five matches. Uh, he uh, has been with the team just since 2021. No, that, uh, I'd have to say 2020 since he was on the squad. Uh, I don't think he got a cap uh, in 2020, though. Uh, he now has uh, three caps, and he is 24 years old. So he plays for Arsenal in England. And he was with uh, Sheffield United before that and Bournemouth prior to that. Aaron Ramsdale, a likely candidate. Uh, oh, I didn't finish up. He was on the squad for Euro 2020, uh, but he was on the uh, bench. Sam Johnson is uh, a possible candidate. He started two of their 13 games since the Euro Cup, and he was on the bench for five. However, he wasn't selected for the last six matches. So uh, given the competition ahead of him, it might be tough for him to get his spot back, um, especially since he uh, is not starting for his team. Uh, I believe. I'm not dead sure, but we'll talk about that. Uh, he has been with the England squad for tw uh, since 2021, or also uh, 2020, although his first cap was in 2021. And he has three caps and is 29 years old. And he's with Crystal Palace in England, uh, just moved there this year, so since 2022. And he was with West Brom uh, before that, and actually with Manchester United, uh, for a long time, although he was uh, loaned out quite a bit from Manchester United. So as I say, I don't believe he's the starting keeper for Crystal Palace. Uh, and if that's the case, that, that will probably um, work against him as far as being named to the team again. So he was on the roster for the uh, Euro 2020. He was on the bench, though, for all seven games. Uh, Fraser Forster is uh, possible but unlikely. I think I put them in the wrong place on the YouTube graphic there. Uh, so I'll fix that. He's um, He actually returned after a, a four-year absence in March 2022. Um, but he didn't start any of their games. He just returned to the bench. 
uh, for two matches. However, he wasn't selected for the last four. So uh, a brief appearance there. And um, he has been with the squad since 2013, but has only earned six caps in that time and is 34 years old now. So uh, most will know him as being with Southampton in England for a long time, from 2014 to 2022. But he recently moved to Tottenham uh, in England, which is a move up in terms of uh, stature, but um, a move down in terms of uh, not being a starter for Tottenham, uh, whereas he was a starter for Southampton um, you know, at least for uh, several of those years. Uh, so he has a longer history with England. He was on the roster for the uh, 2014 World Cup and 2016 Euro Cup, uh, but he was on the bench for both of those. And then he wasn't selected uh, for the 2018 World Cup or the 2020 Euro Cup. So a brief appearance uh, uh, earlier this year in March, but it doesn't seem to indicate that he's making his way back onto the squad. And finally, we have um, Dean Henderson as a possible but unlikely candidate. And um, uh, he was also selected for the Euro Cup quad. He was, he was uh, on the roster, uh, sorry, uh, on the roster and then on the bench for game one. Uh, but then he was withdrawn from the squad due to injury and replaced by Aaron Ramsdale. Uh, there. So that was the last time he appeared for the national team, uh, even on the bench. So um, it doesn't look like he uh, is a viable candidate anymore. Uh, he's been with Manchester United since uh, uh, 2015, but uh, we, he was loaned out uh, and is currently on loan to Nottingham Forest, who are newly promoted uh, to the Premier League. So perhaps if he does well, uh, with them, he'll be more of a consideration. He did do well with Sheffield United in England, who he was also loaned to uh, from Man United. And uh, he just actually has one cap for the national team and is 25 years old. So Dean Henderson, uh, again, um, an outside possibility, but a possibility nonetheless. All right, so we'll just kind of summarize uh, the goalies. Here, the situation with the goalies. So it's uh, kind of Jordan Pickford all the way through Euro Cup and through qualifying. Uh, Johnson and Ramsdale uh, did step in, but they tended to be for the easier games in qualifying. And uh, Nick Pope was brought back in for one of the two friendlies. We saw that they, uh, after World Cup qualifying, played two friendlies and then four Nations League games. So uh, Pope started one of those friendlies, but it doesn't mean much because they were uh, kind of giving um, lesser used players a chance to play. Uh, in recent Nations League game, it was Pickford for the first two games and Ramsdale for the last two. So that kind of pips Ramsdale, uh, based on that information, uh, perhaps a little bit ahead of Nick Pope. But as I said, we, uh, we have to take in, into account uh, the form uh, since then, which we'll talk more about in our update podcast. Okay, well, moving on to defenders. Um, we have a category for general or versatile defenders, and I, I actually could put um, uh, Kieran Trippier there, but uh, I'm going to I'm going to talk about him at the end uh, at the end uh, as we lead into 
uh, uh, midfielders because he, he plays both defence and midfielders. So we're going to start with central defenders. And uh, just to give out the names, we have Harry Maguire as a likely candidate and uh, John Stones as a likely candidate and Connor Cody as a likely candidate. Um, Tyrone Mings as a possible candidate. Ben White as a possible. Uh, Mark Guihi as a possible. And uh, Fikayo Tomori also as a possible. So those are all the candidates we have. And um, let's go back to the beginning with Harry Maguire. So Harry Maguire started eight of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup, and he was subbed in for one and on the bench for uh, one other. So um, the only two games he missed were those uh, were two games he was injured for. So Harry Maguire has been with the team uh, since 2017 and has 46 caps and seven goals, and he's 29 years old. Uh, he plays for Manchester United in England since 2019, and he played for Leicester uh, in England from 2017 to 19, and for Hull before that. So his first tournament was the uh, 2018 World Cup, where he was a starter, um, and he was um, on the bench for the first two games of Euro 2020, uh, but he started, I, I'm not sure if he was injured for that, or uh, I believe he was, but I can't actually remember. Um, but uh, he ended up being good in the tournament uh, and uh, named to the team of the tournament. So uh, he's very good in the air, and uh, that's why he has seven goals for the team, usually coming up for corners. Uh, but I must say his recent form... Uh, hasn't been uh, that great, so I wonder if he'll have moved down in status a little bit um, uh, coming in uh, to the team selection there. But um, let's move on to John Stones, who we also consider a likely candidate. He started seven of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup and was subbed in for two and on the bench for two. So there were two games that he was not called up for. And he has been with the team uh, since 2014 and has 58 caps and three goals. He's 28 years old. And he plays for Manchester City uh, in England since 2016 and was with Everton and Barnsley in England before that. So for the 2014 World Cup, uh, he wasn't selected for the squad, but he was selected for a, uh, a seven-man standby squad. But uh, wasn't called up from that. In 2016, he was on the roster, but uh, saw no action, uh, even in a B-team game uh, that they played there. Uh, but in 2018, he was a starter, uh, started all seven games, and actually got two of his three goals for the national team uh, during that tournament. And uh, in 2020, he was also a starter, started all 17 games. And... Um, um, yeah, so a likely candidate in John Stones. Uh, although he does uh, seem to have a bit of trouble getting onto the field uh, for Manchester City. Uh, he recently scored a nice goal uh, in the Champions League, which I'm sure will, um, which, uh, I'm sure will help him. So uh, it doesn't seem like he's been injured, just uh, difficulty getting onto that talented team. But perhaps that will 
help his cause, uh, scoring a nice goal in the Champions League. Uh, Connor Cody, uh, we have him as likely also because he started five of their 13 games uh, since the uh, Euro Cup, and he was on the bench for eight others. So, um, again, this uh, likely means likely to be named to the squad, uh, but it doesn't seem likely that he would be a starter there. Uh, he's been with the team just since 2020 and has 10 caps and one goal and is 29 years old. And he plays for Wolverhampton in, Eng in England and has since uh, 2015. Um, however, he is currently on loan to Everton uh, in England. So uh, Connor Cody, uh, a likely candidate. Um, next, we have Tyrone Mings, or we have four candidates who are at the possible level. And the first we'll talk about is Tyrone Mings. So he started four of their 13 games since the Euro Cup and was on the bench for four. However, he wasn't selected for five others, including the last four matches. So um, uh, I think he has gotten into some trouble Um I, I know he had a bit of trouble with his coach uh, or his manager at Aston Villa. So uh, perhaps that's making him a bit less likely of a candidate. Anyway, he's been with the team since 2019 and has 17 caps and two goals and is 28 years old. And he plays for Aston Villa in England. The manager I'm talking about there is Stephen Gerrard. Uh, Mings was with uh, Bournemouth in England before that from 2015 to 19. And uh, he was a part of the Euro Cup squad. He started and finished games one and two, uh, but then was replaced by Harry Maguire um, and uh, otherwise appeared only as a substitute uh, one time after that. Uh, next candidate is Ben White. He started two of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup. Uh, otherwise, he wasn't selected. And he has recently moved, uh, no, not recently, and sorry, I should start with his national team history first. He's been on the team since 2021 and has four caps and zero goals. And uh, he is 25 years old. So I said he recently moved, but actually it was in 2021 that he moved to Arsenal, having played for Brighton uh, for five years before that. Although uh, he was loaned out quite a bit by Brighton um, there. Um, he was with Brighton's youth club also. Uh, and he was, to my surprise, called up for the 2020 uh, Euro Cup squad. Uh, I don't remember him being called up. I thought he was a new, uh, a new player. But in fact, he was on the roster uh, for 2020 and on the bench actually only for games one and three. So um, he, he wasn't initially selected, but was called back in to replace Trent Alexander uh, Arnold and actually hadn't uh, hadn't played for England or even been called up uh, uh, prior to that, except for the warm-up games immediately before the tournament. So a bit of a surprise selection in 2020, and he didn't see any action, uh, which is why, in my mind, he seemed like a new player to the squad. But he has uh, started two games, so is a possibility. Uh, Mark Guihi is. Um, also possible, he earned his first cap in March of this year, in 2022, and started two of their remaining six games, 
uh, and he uh, subbed in for one and was on the bench for two. So there was only one of the last six games that he wasn't called up for. So uh, again, he earned his first cap this year, but now has three caps and is 22 years old. And he plays for Crystal Palace in England. And he was with Chelsea uh, in England from 2019 to 2021 uh, and was loaned out to, uh, to uh, Swansea by Chelsea until he moved to Crystal Palace. Uh, and possibly the most likely of the possible candidates, so I'm going to move him up on the list here, is uh, Fikayo uh, Tomori. Now, he doesn't play in the English League, so for some he'll be, uh, you know, a bit of a, a shrouded uh, player, uh, a player shrouded in mystery. He plays for AC Milan in Italy, but I'll get to that. I'll talk about his recent participation first. He started one, and it was the second last uh, of their game since the Euro Cup. And he was subbed in for one and um, and on the bench for one. Uh, so he has... Uh, he did have actually have one cap in 2019 also. So uh, he's been with the team since 2019 and has three caps... Uh, and is 25 years old. Uh, okay, so it looks like kind of his recent participation uh, is is like a recall to the team. And uh, he, as I said, is with AC Milan uh, since 2021 and is doing quite well with them. Uh, and he was with Chelsea uh, in England from 2016 to 21, but mostly loaned out. So he was loaned out to uh, AC Milan before he moved there and loaned out to Derby and Hull uh, also. So he could be a player kind of uh, coming into the picture. And uh, when I look at the possible candidates here, I almost think he would be uh, uh, top of the list there. Okay, so let's take a look uh, uh, or kind of a little summary of uh, central defenders in terms of what's been happening since the Euro Cup. And uh, basically we have Maguire and Stones uh, through the Euro Cup, although as we saw, uh, Mings uh, started the first two games but was basically replacing Maguire there. And um, when they had a three-man defense, we saw in two games they had a three-man defense. It was the right-back uh, Walker who, who came in and played as a right central defender. Uh, Cody and... and uh, Connor Cody and Tyrone Mings played some of the easier games in World Cup qualifying, but for the most part, it was still Maguire uh, and, and Stones all through qualifying as the main men. And uh, Quihi and White were used in one of the friendly, so again, giving giving them some field time. And uh, Guihi played also in the last Nations League game there, so perhaps making inroads uh, onto the squad there. Okay, we move on to left backs, and we have actually just a possible candidate uh, there in Luke Shaw, and a another possible candidate in Ben Chilwell, and then a possible but unlikely candidate in uh, Tyrick Mitchell. But I must say, another candidate in this position is uh, Kieran Trippier, who is coded as a right winger, but actually kind of plays uh, all over the place. So. I'll talk about him, but uh, he almost seems the most likely candidate uh, for this position now. But we'll go through the players. Uh, Luke Shaw started 
four of the 13 games since the Euro Cup and was subbed in uh, for one and on the bench for one, but not selected for seven others, including the last four matches. So um, he has been with the team since 2014 and he has 21 caps and two goals and is uh, 27 years old. He plays for Manchester United in England and uh, that's since 2014. Uh, he was with Southampton uh, before that. And he did make the squad for the 2014 World Cup. He was a substitute there, but he did start game three. Uh, which was, uh, they fielded a B team for that game. However, he didn't make the squad for the 2016 Euro Cup or the 2018 Gold Cup. However, he returned in 2020, uh, in 2020 and uh, he was on the bench for the first game there, but gained a starting position uh, for all remaining games there. So um, maybe that's why I have him at the top of the list here. Um, because he was a starter in 2022. But uh, given that he seems to be drifting off the squad uh, here, uh, as well as with this club, he, he's getting fewer starts. Um, I wonder if Ben Chilwell uh, or Kieran Trippier are more likely candidates. Okay, so that's Luke Shaw. And now uh, Ben Chilwell, he started uh, only two of their 19 games since the Euro Cup. And he was subbed in for one and on the bench for one, uh, injured for two and not selected for seven others, uh, like Ben Chilwell, including the last four matches. So he's been with England since 2018. And he has 17 caps and one goal and is 26 years old. So he plays for Chelsea in England since uh, 2020 and uh, was with Leicester in England from 2015 uh, to 2020. So um, he was, uh, his first tournament was in the Euro Cup 2020, uh, but he was on the roster and uh, saw no action there. Uh, and in terms of his club play, I know he has come back from uh, not playing many games last year and is basically trying to uh, to uh, re-earn his squad, his um, re-earn his position back uh, as a starter on his Chelsea squad. Uh, and obviously he'll be trying to do the same thing uh, with England. He put in a big, uh, a good bid with a really nice uh, play in a recent game. Uh, I don't know whether he got the final goal, but he, he did wonders in setting up the goal. So uh, kind of as soon as he got a chance to return, he did really well. So, um, you know, if he shows that form, uh, he might earn his spot back both on Chelsea and on the national team. Uh, so, yeah, it actually looks like Shaw and Chilwell were kind of drifting off the team coming up to the summer of uh, uh, to the summer of 2022. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But when we get to Kieran Trippier, we'll see that he's been starting there uh, and, and actually several other players, which I'll, I'll mention soon. Uh, Tyrick Mitchell is the other player coded as a left back and um, uh, we have him as possible but not likely. He got his first cap in March 22 and started one of their remaining six games and was subbed in for one other but uh, not selected for four matches. So he's also with Crystal Palace in England and earned his first caps this year. So he has two caps 
and a very uh, young player, uh, 23 years old. Oh, okay, well, uh, not not so young, but he has been with Crystal Palace. Uh, he was with their youth club uh, as well, so that's the only club uh, he's played for. Okay, so we'll summarize with um, a little discussion about how it's gone. And actually, the left-back period is uh, is quite undecided. So uh, in the Euro uh, in the Euro tournament, uh, Trippier started, but we saw that Shaw uh, was actually the the player really designated for that position. So he took over the position from game two, and when it was a three-man defense, he uh, he moved up to a midfield, kind of midfield winger position. Uh, since the World Cup, it was kind of shared amongst uh, Shaw, Chilwell, and Trippier. And in the friendlies, it was Shaw and Mitchell. However, Shaw wasn't there for the Nations League games. So uh, Trippier started twice. And um, uh, James, uh, sorry, Justin, um, uh, James Justin started once. And... Um, Reese James, a left uh, a left back, uh, moved over to start one of the games. So uh, the position kind of seems to be in a, a bit of flux right now, with the two main candidates, Sean and Chilwell, uh, not not being there for the last four games. So we'll see if they're able to uh, resume that position. But again, even even with that, uh, uh, since after the World Cup, it's kind of been. Uh, in flux as to who is in that position. All right, moving over to the right backs, we have uh, James Reese as a definite to make the squad, and we have Kyle Walker as a likely, and uh, 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 Trent Alexander Arnold as likely, uh, James Justin as a, a possible but unlikely, and Kyle Walker Peters in the same category, possible but unlikely. So we'll go back to the top. We're starting with Reese James um, as a definite candidate because he had uh, he started four, including the last two of their thirteen games since the Euro Cup, and he was subbed in for two and on the bench for three and not selected for four others. But I did take into account uh, his kind of uh, recent improvement in stature uh, with the club. So. Um, I think it would be very surprising uh, if he if he wasn't with the squad. So not necessarily supported by that uh, participation record, but um, I, I gotta say I'm being a bit subjective there, and really should put him as a likely uh, given that. But I'll keep him where he is for now. Uh, Reese James has been with the team since 2020, and he has 13 caps and uh, uh, is 23 years old. And he plays for Chelsea in England um, and was with the Chelsea Youth Club actually for, for 12 years. Uh, his first tournament was Euro 2020, but he only appeared in uh, game two, uh, which he started and finished, uh, but otherwise didn't make an appearance. So as I say, he's kind of um, grown in reputation since then and um, and uh, I have him as a definite here. Ironically, I have Kyle Walker as a likely. Um, and I say ironically because uh, he seems to be the starter, whereas Reese James doesn't. 
but we'll talk about that soon. Cal uh, Walker started seven of their 13 games since the Euro Cup, and he was on the bench for four of those and not selected uh, for just two games. So Cal uh, Walker uh, has been with England since 2011 and has 65 caps and is 32 years old, so one of the veterans on the team. Uh, he's been with Manchester City uh, since 2017, uh, but was with Tottenham before that actually for, for uh, quite a while, for eight years, although he was loaned out uh, quite a bit there. Well, to three teams at least. And his first tournament, despite starting in 2011 with the, with the national team, his first tournament was in 2016, uh, where he was a starter. And he also started in uh, 2018, uh, he started um, all the games except games three and seven, which were both kind of um, B-team games there. Um, and in the Euro 2020, he was still the starter. Uh, he just missed one game where he wasn't even on the bench, but otherwise uh, started uh, all the games. And uh, that's it for, for um, Carl Walker. So we'll, we'll kind of come back uh, during our discussion of the position there. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold is uh, well known uh, as a as the Liverpool right back and he started just three of their 19 games since the 2021 Euro Cup. He was subbed in for one and on the bench for three but uh, he was out with two separate injuries for four games and then not selected for the last two matches. So he's been with England since 2018 and has 17 caps and one goal and is 24 years old. And as I mentioned, he's been with Liverpool in England uh, for his whole career since uh, 2016 on the senior squad and with the Liverpool Youth Club uh, from six years of age. So in terms of tournaments, he was called up for the 2018 World Cup, but he only appeared in game three uh, which was one of the B team games, and he uh, was not. Um, he was selected actually for the 2020 Euro Cup, but uh, he got injured before the tournament, and as we saw, was replaced by uh, Ben White. Uh, okay, uh, James Justin and Cal Walker Peters are uh, just possible but unlikely. So James Justin earned his first cap in June 2022, and uh, he started one of their four games there, but uh, he wasn't selected for the three others. So he plays for Leicester in England and has just that one cap um, and is 24 years old. Cal Walker Peter is 25 years old, and uh, he got his first cap in March 2022 and started one of their remaining games and was subbed in for one, but he wasn't selected for the last four matches. Uh, so um, he has five caps uh, all in 2022 and plays for Southampton in England, and he was with Tottenham in England uh, before that. Okay, let's uh, summarize then with a little discussion of the position. So uh, a few good candidates uh, for this position. And so um, basically it seems like Southgate prefers a more defensive-minded right back uh, to a more attacking right back. And so has favored Kyle Walker 
over Trent Alexander-Arnold, uh, to the surprise of some people, because in some ways Trent Alexander-Arnold is a, is a, you know, a big name who is being left on the bench. But I think that's the reason. So Trent Alexander-Arnold, when he has played, has played as a right winger twice and as a right midfielder once. So it seems like Southgate um, uses him just in a more attacking position, but for uh, the right back position, uh, uses the more defensive walker. Now, it could be that uh, Rhys James offers the best of both worlds because he's a, a bit better defender than Alexander-Arnold seems to be, and he also has the attacking potential. Uh, so it was walker uh, mostly in, Euro, in the Euro Cup. And uh, Trippier actually played uh, right wing. Uh, that was when Walker moved uh, back into central defence for the three-man central defence. It was uh, Trippier kind of uh, playing the wing. And uh, about half the time it was Walker in World Cup qualifying, uh, with Rhys James kind of making inroads into the team during that period. Uh, Alexander-Arnold and Trippier, again, both appeared in the position in World Cup qualifying. And uh, even as far as the Nations League games, it was still Kyle Walker with Reese James getting in once. So it still seems like Kyle Walker, um, uh, you know, again, I should probably either move him up to uh, definite or move James down to likely. Uh, but um, uh, it seems like Kyle Walker is still the starter there. Okay, well, we'll finish with uh, that general defender, and I'm going to call it general defender midfielder. He's a bit uh, hard to peg, uh, but we do have uh, Kieran Trippier as a likely candidate uh, to make the squad. So uh, Kieran Trippier uh, started four of the 13 games since the Euro Cup, and he was on the bench for five, but then he was out with two separate injuries uh, for four others. So he was called up when he was uh, fit. He's been with England since 2017 and has 37 caps and one goal and is 32 years old now. And uh, he has uh, recently come back to Newcastle uh, since 2022, having been with Atletico Madrid in Spain from 2019 to 2022. Prior to that, he was with uh, Tottenham uh, for four years and um, with Burnley and Manchester City before that. Uh, his first tournament uh, was the 2018 World Cup, where he started and finished uh, all seven games. And there he kind of lined up as a right midfielder, uh, a midfielder or a winger in all of his starts. And uh, for Euro 2020, as we saw, he started uh, game one uh, as a left back, and uh, but then was replaced by Luke Shaw. And he appeared again only in game four. Uh, no, he uh, started game four and appeared as a substitute in game six and seven. So uh, kind of came into the final as a substitute 71 minutes in. Uh, so, Kieran Trippier, a likely candidate, although a little more difficult to say where he is, given that uh, there seems to be a bit of a hole in left back, it's quite possible he'll play there. But uh, he's lined up kind of uh, um, as a right as a right back and as a right 
uh, did he line up? In, yeah, as a right back and a right winger and a left back and a left winger. So hard to say where he's going to end up. Uh, that brings us to the end of the defenders and we'll move on to midfielders. We start with defensive midfielders and we have two likely candidates in that category. And that is uh, uh, Declan Rice and uh, Calvin Phillips. So I'll start with Declan Rice. Um, he started seven of their 13 games since the Euro Cup, subbed in for one and was on the bench for three, so not selected for two matches there. And uh, he's been with England since 2019 and has amassed uh, 32 caps and two goals in that time. Uh, he's still just 23 years old, so quite young. He was actually with Ireland uh, in 2018, and he played three games for them, but um, I'm guessing they were all friendlies, otherwise he, he would have been uh, tied to them. But uh, eventually threw his lot in with England to the uh, sadness of Irish fans, uh, me being one of them, because my parents were from Ireland. And... Uh, He's with West Ham in England since 2015, and he was with West Ham's youth club and Chelsea's youth club. Actually, Chelsea's youth club for most of his youth, just West Ham in the last year before professionalising. He was born in England, though, um, and his first tournament was the 2020 Euro Cup, where he started all seven games uh, in the centre of the midfield there. And uh, Declan Rice, a likely candidate. Uh, Calvin Phillips, also likely. He started five of their 13 games since the Euro Cup, was subbed in for three and on the bench for one, uh, but wasn't selected for four matches, so not called up for four. Uh, Calvin Phillips has been with England since 2020, but has th uh, 23 caps in that time and is 27 years old. So a bit of a late starter with England there. Um, he recently moved to Manchester City in England uh, since 2022, but was with Leeds in England for a long time before that, uh, 2014 to 2022, and with Leeds Youth Club before that. Uh, so he was a starter also in the Euro Cup, um, started all seven games there, um, and he was very solid in the midfield uh, along with Declan Rice uh, there. So those two are looking good. Uh, defensive midfielders, though, sometimes blend into uh, to, um, central midfielders. So we'll talk about central midfielders first and then kind of do a, a review of both. Oops, I've kind of made a mistake in the graphics there. So I'm just fixing that up for our YouTube listeners. Whoop, there we go. And central midfielders, we have two like, uh, sorry, three likely candidates and two possibles. So Jude Bellingham is a likely candidate. Uh, Phil Foden is classified as a central midfielder, although I see him more as uh, more of an attacking midfielder or a winger. But uh, he's here. We'll talk about him here. And James Ward-Prowse. Uh, one of the only players we're talking about today who has never uh, been in a tournament. And as possible candidates, we have uh, Jordan Henderson and uh, Connor Gallagher. Um, all right, so let's go back to the top. And uh, we'll begin with Jude Bellingham, who started six of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro or the 2020 Euro Cup 
really, in 2021. And uh, he subbed in for two and was on the bench for three. So just two matches that he was not called up for. And he's been with the national squad since 2020 and has 15 caps. And he's one of the uh, youngest players uh, at 19 years old. And he plays for Borussia Dortmund in Germany since 2020. He's been doing very well with uh, them here in September. And um, was with Birmingham in England uh, in 2019 and 20 and Birmingham's youth club. So rise uh, in stature for Jude Bellingham. He was with the squad in the 2020 Euro Cup. Uh, just as a sub there, he came in for three games. And uh, so Jude Bellingham, a um, likely candidate. There's actually no order to these candidates, and uh, uh, it's really alphabetical order. So uh, probably uh, slightly uh, more entrenched in the team is Phil Foden. Uh, he has started five of their 16 games, no, five of their 19 games since the Euro Cup, uh, subbed in for two. He was actually injured for the first three, and then there were three games he wasn't called up for. And uh, he has been with the team since 2020 and has 16 caps and two goals and is also very young at 22 years old. Uh, but he's been with Manchester City since 2016 and was with Manchester's uh, youth club from nine years old. So he uh, also was uh, part of the Euro 2020 squad. In fact, he started games one and two. And then honestly, to my surprise, because I thought he was playing well, um, he lost his starting position and uh, only came in for one game after that. Uh, he lost his starting position to Bakai uh, Osako, um, who we'll talk about a bit later. Uh, so Phil Foden, a likely candidate, and James Ward-Prowse uh, started three of their 13 games since the Euro Cup uh, and was on the bench for five. Uh, and not selected for five others, so I wonder if I should have him as a like as a possible candidate rather than as a likely one. In fact, I'm going to do that uh, right here. And um, he uh, is been he's been with the national team since 2017 and has 11 caps and two goals for them. He's 28 years old. And he plays for Southampton in England for his whole career uh, since 2011. Was with Southampton's youth club uh, also from nine years uh, of age. So uh, he wasn't, though, part of the um, World Cup squad. Again, his first cap was in 2017. So he wasn't part of the uh, World Cup squad in 2018. Nor was he part of the Euro Cup squad uh, uh, in 2021. He had returned actually after a two-year absence uh, from the squad in March 2021. Uh, but uh, he was he was selected for the preliminary squad but didn't make the final cut there. All right. Uh, the, uh, well, so I'm going to move uh, Ward Price down to possible. And uh, also at possible is Jordan Henderson who uh, has been captain of the team, I do believe, uh, at times. Uh, he started two of their 13 games since the, 20, uh, since the Euro Cup, and he was subbed in for seven and on the bench for five. Uh, however, he was not selected for five uh, games, including the last four. 
So otherwise, he might have been a likely candidate, but seems to have uh, um, uh, lost a bit of uh, ground there. So he has been with England since 2010, so one of the veterans, 69 caps and two goals, and he's 32 years old. He plays for Liverpool in England and has done so since 2011 and was with Sunderland for uh, three years before that. His first tournament was in 2012, where he was uh, subbed in. Uh, he was subbed in. He actually wasn't originally selected uh, for the for the roster, but um, he was on a five-man standby squad and then later called back in. Uh, and I think it was to replace Frank Lampard, who, who was out with a thigh injury. Uh, in the 2014 World Cup, he was a starter, but only a substitute in Euro 2016. And he was, excuse me, also a starter in the 2018 World Cup, but a sub in the 2020 Euro Cup. So it seems like he's a starter in World Cups and a sub in uh, Euro Cups. I hadn't noticed that pattern uh, before. Uh, so, uh, a, a possible candidate, as I said, he didn't uh, appear in any of the last four matches, but um, uh, still on the on the uh, menu here. Finally, a new player, Connor Gallagher. Uh, he got his first cap in November 2021, and he started two of their remaining seven games and subbed in for two and was on the bench for three others. So, at least uh, in the early part of 2022, he has been a staple uh, ever since he came in, and he has uh, four caps then since 2021 and is young at 22 years old. So he plays for uh, Chelsea in England since 2019, uh, although he made probably a bigger impression when he played uh, on loan to Crystal Palace in uh, 2021 and 22. So Conor Gallagher uh, may be an up-and-comer um, for this uh for this world cup all right well we're going to review um central and defensive midfielders in one breath and um uh, the story is basically that um um in a 4-3-3 uh, it's usually rice uh in the center of the field and in a 4-2-1-3 it's rice and phillips so that was the case in Euro and uh, World Cup qualifying. But uh, Henderson sometimes did get in there uh, during World Cup qualifying. Uh, and interestingly, Jude Bellingham uh, was also used twice as a defensive midfielder and Ward-Prowse once. So uh, that would be in the 4-2-3-1 formation, Bellington, uh, Bellingham appearing twice and Ward-Prowse once. Uh, but generally, the more defensive midfielders um, uh, are kind of uh, in the center of the pitch. And uh, the others will tend to play more on the outside uh, or in a more attacking role. Okay, let's move on to left midfielders. And in fact, we only have one player uh, coded as a left midfielder, and that is Jesse Lingard. But Jesse Lingard we view as seemingly off the squad. So... Um, 
uh, Jesse Lingard started two of their 13 games since the Euro Cup, was subbed in once and on the bench once, but he wasn't selected for the last nine matches. So uh, none of the games in 2022 uh, was he selected for. Um, he uh, recently moved, no, uh, sorry, he's been with the team since 2016, but kind of on and off there. And he has 32 caps and six goals and is 30 years old now. Recently moved to uh, Nottingham Forest, who were promoted to the uh, top level of English soccer. Uh, so that's just this year. Uh, and was with Manchester United in, in, uh, for 11 years, from 2011 to 22, although he was loaned out to several clubs, including West Ham, uh, where he was very successful in 2021. Uh, despite being with the team since 2016, he uh, got his first tournament in 2018, so he wasn't part of the Euro 2016 squad, but he started all games uh, except those B-team games in the World Cup 2018. Uh, however, uh, he wasn't selected for the 2020 uh, Euro Cup squad. He did make the preliminary squad, but um, wasn't uh, selected didn't make the final cut there. Now, that was mildly surprising given his good form uh, in the league going into that cup. But ever since moving uh, back to Manchester United, um, uh, he kind of drifted out of the picture. And um, we'll see uh, how his form is with Nottingham Forest in terms of making a bid to get back to the team. But, you know, England often goes with a 4 3 3 which requires a left midfielder. Um, in a 4-2-3-1, it's, it's more of a left winger, and we do have some players in that position. But because we have no players in the left midfielder role, it is uh, generally Mason Mount or Jude Bellingham who play that, uh, who play that position in the 4-3-3. And uh, similarly, we are very short of right midfielders. In fact, we have none. So again, it's, uh, it's got to be players playing slightly out of position to fill the role. And uh, this one is a little less decided. Um, as we saw with left midfielders, generally Mount or uh, Bellingham. But on the right, it's just been filled by a whole bunch of players. So uh, when it's uh, not a 4-2-3-1, uh, Phillips sometimes plays as the left midfielder. Um, and that was that was pretty much the case in the Euro Cup. But it's been a variety of players otherwise with uh, Foden, Ward-Prowse. Uh, Lingard did play one game, uh, maybe two games in that position. Henderson and Gallagher all filling that right midfield position uh, when they've played a 4-3-3. Three, three. Uh, again, they don't always play a 4-3-3, three, three, so um, we don't know how much they're going to use it during the World Cup. All right, we move on to left wingers then. And uh, we start with uh, Raheem Sterling, who is a definite candidate, and uh, Jack Grealish, who is a likely candidate, and uh, Jaden Sancho, who is a possible candidate. So uh, going back to, to Raheem Sterling, he's certainly one of the stars, one of the biggest stars on the English team. And uh, however, he only started seven of their 13 games since the Euro Cup. He was subbed in for two and on the bench for three. 
Uh, and it was only one game that he wasn't called up for. So he's been with England since 2012 and has 77 caps and 19 goals uh, and is uh, 28 years old. Uh, he, he recently moved to Chelsea in England uh, and was with Manchester City for a long time before that, from 2015 to 22, and with Liverpool before that. Uh, he was actually born in Jamaica, and um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. But it is interesting how many of uh, how many of uh, England's attackers have Jamaican connections, which we'll talk about when we get to the end. Uh, 2014 World Cup was his first tournament, and he started all three games there. Um, in 2016, he was also a starter. And in the 2018 World Cup and 2020 Euro Cup was a starter uh, in all of those. He didn't score any goals in the 2018 World Cup, but he scored three of their um, 11 goals in the Euro Cup and was named to the team of the tournament there, uh, having also scored quite a few goals in, in qualifying. Um, Okay, so a definite uh, candidate for, for England there. And um, we move on to Jack Grealish, who is a likely candidate. And uh, he started five of their 13 games since the Euro Cup and was subbed in for six and on the bench for one. So just one game he wasn't selected for during that time. And he's been with England since uh, 2020, uh, but has earned 23 caps and one goal in that time. So Jack Grealish is 27 years old and he moved to Manchester City in England uh, in 2020 and he had been with Aston Villa in England um, for a long time before that, since uh, 2012. Uh, he was also with their youth club from six years old. And even that wasn't the first youth club he played for. Uh, his first tournament was the Euro 2020, and he uh, was basically a sub in that, although he started uh, game three there. Um, the fans were very excited about him uh, getting onto the field, and uh, he did actually play well in game four against Germany, uh, where he was subbed in uh, 69 minutes in. Okay, and finally we have Jaden Sancho. And he started just one of their 13 games since the Euro Cup. And he was on the bench for one other, but not selected uh, not selected for 11 of the matches. And uh, so we'll see um, how he does. Uh, he's been with England since 2018, actually, and has 23 caps and three goals. So he's just um, 22 years old. Uh, and he currently plays for Manchester United. Uh, in England since 2021, and he was with uh, Borussia Dortmund, one of the few English players who uh, played abroad. Borussia Dortmund uh, for four years, from 2017 to 21, and was with Man Manchester City's youth club um, before making that move. So he was part of the Euro 2020 squad, but he was uh, basically a sub, although he did start and finish uh, Game five, which I think was against the Ukraine. Uh, he is one of the players who uh, was selected for taking a shootout in the uh, 
final uh, against uh, Italy and England was kind of criticised for, for having inexperienced players take the penalty. Uh, his was unfortunately particularly uh, poorly taken. Um, but there we have it. Jaden Santo as a possible candidate here. And again, much has to do with uh, their club form in the lead up to the cup. So uh, the left winger position, as uh, in summary of the left wingers, uh, this can range from a left attacking midfielder to a left forward position. Um, if you think about the 4-3-3, it would be a left forward. And if you think about the 4-2-3-1, it would be a left attacking midfielder uh, there. Um, so they're quite often used. And uh, sometimes there can be two uh, left wingers kind of a, a left forward together with a, uh, a left back moving up to the midfield if they go with a three-man defense. So, um, but that's usually a, a kind of a left back in, in, in that case. So, um, Sterling usually occupies the, the left forward or the left attacking position. Uh, and Mount has uh, been in that position once in the Euro Cup. Uh, recently, Sterling has moved to the right side quite often. Um, so Jack Grealish has been used there in World Cup qualifying. And uh, Jaden Sancho and uh, uh, Smith Rowe, who we'll be talking about later, uh, each getting a turn in that position. Um, Actually, even uh, Bakayo Saka, who's usually on the right, did take a turn on the left. So a fairly fluid position, but we can think of Raheem Sterling uh, usually there, although, as I say, sometimes he's moving over to the right now. And uh, speaking of right, we move on to right wingers, and we have uh, Bakayo Saka as a likely candidate and uh, Jared Bowen as a possible candidate. But I have talked about Phil Foden, who uh, I also consider kind of a right winger here. Uh, but we've talked about him, so here we'll focus on Bakayo Saka, who started five of their 13 games since the Euro Cup and was subbed in for four and on the bench for two. So just two games that he wasn't uh, called up for. And he's been with the team since 2020 and has 18 caps and four goals. And he's 21 years old. So he is with uh, Arsenal uh, in England since 2018 and was with Arsenal's youth club before that. So like so many, his first tournament was in the 2020 Euro Cup uh, where he wasn't a starter. But as I said, Phil Foden uh, started the first two games and then he kind of moved into the position starting games three, four and six. And he was also... Um, uh, I, I hope it doesn't sound like I'm focusing on the negative because he actually played well in the cup. But he, he was one of the players uh, selected to take a penalty against uh, Italy in the final, and he also missed his shot. So, um, again, questions as to why such uh, inexperienced players were, were taking those penalties. Uh, Jared Bowen is... Um, got his first cap in June uh, 2022, and then he started two, uh, two of the remaining four games and subbed in for the two others. He had a very good season uh, prior to June 2022, so that season beforehand. However, he's not starting off uh, as hot 
this season. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, obviously, he kind of uh, was selected for the squad based on form. So it would seem that he would need to keep up that form to remain on the squad. Uh, nevertheless, he has four caps since uh, 2022 and is uh, 26 years old. And he plays for West Ham in England uh, since 2020. He was with Hull in England before that. So uh, Jared Bowen, a uh, possible candidate. And uh, let's do a little summary of uh, the right winger position before we move on. So just as with the, uh, just as I said with the left wing position, this can range from being a right attacking midfielder to a right forward. And uh, again, there could be a defender uh, coming up to play as a winger, which would push the the uh, this position into a right forward position. So uh, we said so. Uh, Phil Foden. Uh, started in this position in the Euro Cup, but uh, Bakayo Sacco took over. And uh, uh, Jaden, uh, sorry, Jaden Sancho and uh, Raheem Sterling each moved over from the right wing to play the left wing position once. And Sterling did increasingly so over the World Cup qualifiers. Uh, but otherwise, if it's not, uh, if it wasn't Sterling, it was Saka and Foden. Uh, in the position, and that continued into friendlies, uh, with Bowden making a few appearances there in the Nations League games. All right, well, now we move on to forwards. I include attacking midfielders uh, as part of the forward discussion. So for attacking midfielders, we have uh, two candidates, uh, a likely candidate in Mason Mount and a possible candidate in Emile Smith-Rowe. So Mason Mount uh, started seven of their 19 games since the Euro Cup, and he was subbed in for three and on the bench for one and wasn't called up for two of the games. And he's been with England since 2019 and has 31 caps and four goals. So he's 23 years old and he's played for Chelsea in England since 2017. Uh, but he was loaned out a couple of times, uh, once to Derby, and uh, once to Vitesse in the Netherlands. So he was with the uh, Chelsea Youth Club um, also. Uh, he was selected for the Euro 2020 squad and he started uh, five of their seven games uh, there and uh, generally uh, was a central attacking midfielder uh, in, in the Euro Cup, uh, but became uh, uh, moved over to a left attacking midfielder in the final there. Um, yeah, so a likely candidate, Mason Mount. Emile Smith-Rowe got his first cap in November 2021, and he started one of their remaining eight games and subbed in for two others. However, he wasn't selected for uh, five of the matches, including the last four, those Nations League games. So he has been with England uh, since 2021 and has three caps and one goal and is 22 years old. He plays for Arsenal in England and has done so since 2018, but he was loaned to Huddersfield in 2020 and to Leip, uh, Leipzig in Germany, RB Leipzig, uh, in 2019. But he was with the Arsenal youth uh, setup um, from 10 years of age. Uh, okay, so the attacking midfielder role, in summary of this uh, section, is not often used, and I could include secondary strikers, 
in that, and we don't have any uh, players labelled as secondary strikers for England. Um, but yeah, if you think about it, um, it's not used often, really only in a 4-2-3-1 uh, formation. So when they do use that setup, it's almost always mount in that case. I, uh, Grealish took the spot one time in the Euro Cup, but otherwise it's Mason Mount. But uh, Mount also does play uh, um, on the left sometimes as a left attacker. Okay, moving on to forwards, we have a definite candidate in um, Harry Kane, uh, probably their uh, most famous player there. And we have likely candidates with, uh, sorry, not likely, possible, with uh, Tammy Abraham and Oliver Watkins, Ollie Watkins. And then seemingly off the squad is uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Marcus Rashford, and Danny Welbeck. Uh, oh, and a couple of others too, Callum Wilson and Patrick Banford, all of those seemingly off the squad. Uh, but with a chance to get back on, which is why we included them in this list. Generally, it means that they've appeared uh, since 2020, uh, uh, the players who we have as seemingly off the squad. Okay, well, Harry Kane is their captain. And if Henderson, uh, Jordan Henderson has been captain, um, I think it's uh, only in the absence of Harry Kane. Uh, he started uh, nine of their 13 games since the Euro Cup and was subbed in for three of those and on the bench for the other. So he's always there. And even when he's not a starter, that would usually be against weaker teams where they give someone else a bit of game time. Uh, a bit of game time. So uh, Harry Kane, captain of England, he's been with them since 2015 and has 73 caps and uh, an astounding 50 goals in that time. And he's still just 29 years old, so has a bit of uh, a few years left in him there. And he's been with Tottenham in England since 2009. Uh, and uh, one might forget that he, he uh, wasn't always a top player for Tottenham. Uh, he was loaned out to Leicester and Norwich and Millwall and late Orient. He was loaned out uh, quite a bit in his early years. So kind of uh, kind of came into his uh, star uh, star form um, a bit later. Um, he was uh, called up for the 2016 uh, Euro Cup, so that that would be around the time he uh, started making a name for himself. Uh, where he was, he started all four games but didn't score any goals. He was also a starter in the 2018 World Cup, and there he scored uh, uh, six of their 12 goals um, and won the Golden Boot Award, uh, actually, uh, for the top scorer of the tournament as well as being named to the team. Uh, of the tournament. In 2020, he started all seven games and scored four of their 11 goals there and uh, has done really well for England. So they'd be uh, definitely at a loss without him. Even in qualifying for this tournament, he got 12 of their 39 goals uh, there. So was the uh, not only the top scorer for England, but the co-top scorer for uh, European qualifying. Uh, in World Cup qualifications. So Harry Kane, of course, uh, a definite uh, candidate, barring any 
Uh, injury is the only thing that would keep him out. Uh, light, uh, or possible candidate Tammy Abraham uh, actually returned after an uh, 11 month absence in October 2021. So that absence kept him out of the uh, World, uh, Euro Cup. Uh, and he started one of their remaining six games uh, and was subbed in for three others. So uh, seems to be kind of coming back into the team. And his recent form is a further argument in that direction. He's been with England since 2017, but in that time only has 11 caps and three goals. Again, hard to displace Harry Kane. Uh, and as we saw, uh, England really only uses one forward, one centre forward. Uh, Abraham, uh, Tammy Abraham is uh, 25 years old now and he plays for Roma in Italy who he's been doing very well with uh, recently and he was with Chelsea before that uh, so from 2016 to 21. He had periods where he did well there too but he was loaned out to uh, Aston Villa and Swansea and Bristol City uh, during that period, but he was with the Chelsea Youth Club for uh, from seven years old. Um, so as I said, he didn't make Euro 2020. Uh, he didn't make uh, the World Cup 2018. Again, his first cap was in 2017, but uh, not selected uh, for either World Cup 2018 or 2020. So has yet to play in a tournament. Uh, also possible, Ollie Watkins. He started one of their 13 games since the Euro Cup and was on the bench for three of them, but actually not selected for nine matches, including the last four. So I suspect things will come down to form uh, for him too. And the form is uh, not outstanding uh, uh, so far this season. Uh, he got his first uh, cap in 2021 and has seven caps and two goals and is 27 years old. Um, he plays for Aston Villa in England, which he has since 2020, and he played for Brentford before that. So he, uh, go, uh, he goes uh, by Ollie or by Oliver. I've heard announcers using both, so a possible candidate in Ollie Watkins. Uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, um, has not appeared for the national team since the Euro Cup. Uh, he was selected for it, which I'll get to soon. Uh, he got his first cap in 2020, and in all, 11 caps and four goals. So he hasn't done badly uh, for the national team with four goals in 11 games. And he is um, 25 years old. He plays for Everton in England and has done so since 2016 and was with Sheffield United before that and actually with Sheffield uh, United Youth Club for a long time. So he did make the 2020 Euro Cup. He was subbed into two games there, but he didn't get any goals in the tournament. And uh, since then, he's been, um, you know, struggling a lot with injury and really hasn't made much of an impression. So if, if it does come down to form, which, which it often does, uh, you know, he would have to have, he would really have to have a good few weeks uh, in, in basically in October, late September and October uh, to make it back onto the squad. However, someone who may be doing that is Marcus Rashford. So he, um, 
last appeared for the team in the 2020 Euro Cup. Hasn't played any of the 19 games since then. Uh, he got his start in 2016 and has 46 caps and 12 goals. So he's uh, he's done well scoring goals too. Um, uh, and is 25 years old. So he's with Manchester United uh, and has been for his whole career. He uh, started with the senior team in 2015 and was with the youth team uh, from 2005. So uh, Marcus Rashford uh, was selected for the 2016 World Cup, but only came in for a couple of games as a sub there. And uh, in the 2018 World Cup, uh, same thing. He just started a B-team game there and otherwise subbed into several games. Uh, in Euro 2020, he was also a substitute. Uh, in both the Euro and World Cups, he came in for most of the games. And he's another player who was selected to take a penalty uh, against Italy, and he missed his shot uh, also. So uh, Marcus Rashford, uh, not on the team since 2021, but his form has been good this year. And given their uh, kind of lack of replacements for uh, Harry Kane, I think he does have a chance of making it back onto the squad. Uh, so next we have uh, Danny Welbeck. Uh, Danny Welbeck, um, I, I won't say as much about him because he seems uh, less likely of a candidate. I'm, I'm almost tempted to move Marcus Rashford up to possible, uh, uh, but uh, it's not supported by his record, so I tend to be uh, as objective as possible. Uh, Danny Welbeck was with the team from 2011 to 2018, but... Um, hasn't appeared since 2018 so uh, i'll give more detail if he makes it back into the picture he's actually uh, uh been looking quite good uh this season but i think it's a long way back to the national team for him uh callum wilson um last appeared for the team in november 2019 so he didn't make the euro cup squad uh he's played plays for Newcastle in England, but is currently injured. So uh, that won't give him a chance to show uh, much or won't give him much time to show form. I think he will return from injury before the cup, but uh, he would uh, uh, really have to make an impression. And uh, Patrick Bamford similarly has been injured for a long time. He's just coming back uh, now. And uh, he was selected basically based on his form uh, in around 2021, but he's only earned one cap. Uh, he plays for Leeds in England, but um, again, he'd have to show spectacular form to make it back onto the team. Okay, so that brings us to the end of the uh, team. But we're gonna uh, no, hang on. I'm gonna I'm gonna just summarize the position of forward. Well, not much to say. It's always uh, Harry Kane. And uh, Abraham has come in twice, and uh, Watkins once and Bamford once, but those tend to be against weaker teams. Uh, so really, uh, it's it's just Harry Kane, and they probably just gave those um, uh, starts to other players just to give them a bit of practice. So uh, discussion of the squad, let's uh, start by reviewing what we said uh, at the beginning, the takeaways from the previous podcast. So we talked a bit about pressure and performance, and uh, not a lot to add to that here. Uh, 
actually, it's never been an issue in qualifying. They look like a very strong and confident team. Uh, but as I said, uh, there were hints of it in the Euro Cup uh, and in the World Cup at times, uh, although they seem to generally overcome those problems. The hints came from uh, being sometimes dull in their play and a bit uh, at a loss of what to do. Uh, and then in the penalty shootout, they, they also seemed, um, you know, a bit overwhelmed. So uh, that was certainly a problem uh, uh, before the 2014, uh, before the 2018 World Cup, sorry. Uh, but as I say, it can sometimes be an issue. Uh, sometimes an issue against teams that they're strongly expected to beat. So I've always myself felt it was a reaction to pressure um, there's such heavy expectation uh, upon them by the English media and fans that, um, you know, I think they, they just kind of froze sometimes and, and couldn't get their game uh, into action. And as I said, sometimes it was uh, particularly pronounced against teams that they were expected to beat, like Iceland uh, and uh, uh, Hungary in recent uh, games with Hungary. So uh, if that's true... It could be an issue here against USA and Iran. It doesn't really seem to happen uh, against um, Scotland and Wales that much, but uh, we'll have to see how that plays out. Otherwise, England has a very stable group uh, of players and uh, they really haven't changed much. Of course, a lot of the players were new for the uh, Euro 2020 squad, but they, they kind of brought them in uh, quite comfortably and they really haven't tried out uh, that many new players uh, and they haven't gotten rid of a lot of players either. So uh, I think that will work in their favor in that the players uh, have been playing together more and more over the last few years and are probably getting used to each other. Uh, one of the advantages of not kind of rotating uh, a, a whole lot of players. Okay, well, if we talk about their club affiliations, of course, uh, they're with... Um, uh, many of the top clubs in in England, um, but they've always been criticised for not uh, not really branching outside of England uh, very much. So they're a bit insular there. But we have all the top clubs represented: uh, Manchester City, Man United, uh, Tottenham, Chelsea, Arsenal, and uh, Liverpool. And then from uh, some of the smaller clubs, although. Most of them come from those clubs, but we do have representation from um, Everton and Crystal Palace. Uh, I think each of those have two players and, uh, you know, uh, Southampton, West Ham, like that. However, uh, we do have a few players playing abroad there. So we have uh, uh, Jude Bellingham uh, playing with Borussia Dortmund, and we saw that um, uh, Jaden Sancho came back. Uh, uh, from abroad there. And we have Tammy Abraham playing with Roma and Fikayo Tomori uh, playing with Milan, all of them doing quite well uh, with those teams. So they may be out of the kind of the um, uh, consciousness, the weak, weekly consciousness of, of English fans, but um, they're definitely uh, candidates on this, uh, on this squad based on their play with those teams. Now, uh, if you've listened to other podcasts, you'll see I'm kind of 
trying to put together a bit of a statistical analysis here. So uh, we'll see how it's going. And one of the things I consider is how many players they've called up since uh, 2020, the total number of players. So, uh, so far we've seen that, uh, especially Ghana and uh, USA particularly, have called up so many players that they have a bit of a rotation problem or selection problem. Um, the, uh, they, so they have close to 70, which uh, uh, seems to be a confusing number. Uh, the average is 52 and England has 45. So uh, as I said before, not, not calling in every player who has a good bit of form. It's kind of hard to get onto the England team and you have to have a bit of sustained form to do it. And uh, that's good because that uh, gives a chance for the players who are selected to play together more often. Well, I'm going to move next to talk about the total players uh, that are definite and likely. And for England, that's uh, 21 players. So um, let me see how that compares to other teams. Uh, this uh, sometimes gives an indication of how, uh, how tight the team is. Uh, because um, uh, players or teams with a low number here um, tend to have players who are playing together on the field more often, so it makes the team tighter. If there's a huge number of players here, uh, it means they're switching in and out quite a bit, so uh, the, the players are kind of always playing with a different, uh, a different group of players. So 21 is good. It's uh, slightly above average, and... Um, uh, it suggests a fairly tight group of players for uh, England. Uh, the other category is how many players are under consideration. So this is definite, likely, and possible. And uh, it doesn't really indicate much in itself, but it does tell us how many players they have to cut. So basically, uh, uh, they're allowed to bring 26 players to the cup. Uh, that, that may return to 23 uh, in future tournaments, but I suspect it won't. Anyway, 26 players for this cup. And unlike the uh, Euro Cup, um, where they could only bring, uh, they could bring 26 players, but only put 23 players on the bench. In this case, they're allowed to put all 15 players on the bench. And uh, total players under consideration is 35. So that basically means they'll have to cut nine of the players that we talked about today. And if we look at the definite and likely categories and use that as a guide, it would mean that they can basically add five of the, of the possible players that we talked about here. So uh, it's going to be a difficult decision. Now, they will put out a preliminary squad of 55 players, and uh, they have to use that roster if they want to replace any injured players shortly before the Cup um, like that. So we'll also kind of see the top 55 candidates, which will probably... Uh, include some new players since we only have 45 under consideration here. Uh, but in terms of um, the final selection, uh, Gareth uh, Southgate has a few uh, uh, disappointed souls to deal with because uh, he's basically got a cut uh, nine of the players uh, that we saw in the possible, uh, probably in the possible category here, but perhaps some of the uh, definite or likely uh, will surprisingly not make it to the cup. Okay, a couple of other stats in terms of average age. Uh, England's uh, 
So this is also um, just among the definite possible and likely players. The average age is 25.7 and not much to remark on there. It's on the young side. The average is somewhere between 25 and, and uh, 27 and uh, the average is 26.3. So they have um, uh, a slightly younger squad. And when I looked at the, um, the actual breakdown of that, we see that they have uh, just four players who are over 30 and none who are over 32. So Kyle Walker and Jordan Henderson are uh, 32, Kieran Trippier is 31 and Nick Pope is 30. Uh, that's pretty young. Uh, you know, I mean, that's um, not not that many senior players. For some teams, that could indicate uh, that they maybe need more veterans on the team, but that uh, doesn't seem to be the case for for uh, England. Uh, and then at the other end of the scale, we'd have just one player who's under 20 years old. Uh, that is Jude Bellingham. But we do have um, uh, six players... Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players who are 22 years old or younger. So that kind of uh, accounts for them being slightly younger than most teams, but it's not really significant. Uh, in terms of uh, average cap per player, they have uh, 23.9, so about 24 caps per player. And um, um, let me see what the average is there. Uh, it's a bit below average as most teams have 26 uh, or the average right now is 26.2 among the teams I've done so far. So, again, not really a significant difference there, but it does suggest a bit of a younger uh, squad. Um, I, I'll give you a moment to think about who you think has the most caps on the team. And now I shall answer. It is Raheem Sterling with 77 caps. Maybe uh, people would have chosen Harry Kane. Uh, he's second with uh, 73, uh, Henderson 69, Kyle Walker 68, uh, and other players have less than 60. And uh, uh, among players who have less than 10 caps, we have um, uh, 10 players who have less than 10 caps. So 10 of the uh, 35 players. Uh, in that category so again slightly less experienced than other squads but not to a worrying degree as they have uh, plenty of players with experience in terms of goals uh, the team total is 113 among the players that are under consideration and that works out to 3.3 uh, per player i'm still trying to understand and improve uh, this stat uh, because i'm not I'm not sure how much it really means, but uh, so far to me, it kind of means that uh, they score more than average uh, um, because the average total for teams is 104. And then the average goals per player is uh, 3.4. So they're slightly below that. Uh, you can make of it what you will. Uh, but generally, it, it suggests they're a scoring team. Now, for England, they are a scoring team uh, much more in qualifying than in the Cups. Sometimes they're quite uh, defensive in the Cups. But if they play a weaker team or have a good game, uh, they can certainly score a lot of goals. But I would suggest most of, those, uh, most of their goal scoring uh, is uh, 
what I mean is they tend to be a more scoring team in qualifying than they are in the cup. And that's because they're more expansive and open in qualifying, whereas when a cup comes, they, they sometimes get a bit defensive. Okay, we'll uh, move on to players and issues to watch. So uh, starting with the defense, uh, Pickford, is he going to be the starter? Uh, his form is not as good as before, but he kind of has held on to a place. But uh, Ramsdale started the last two games, and uh, Nick Pope's form has uh, become very good, so he might make a comeback onto the team. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest, if if they did try another goalkeeper during the Cup. My guess is that Pickford will start, and if he does well, uh, he'll continue. But if he doesn't do well, he may be replaced by, uh, I think it's going to be Ramsdale or Pope, but we'll come to that. Uh, the next issue in defence is um, at the right-back position, do they go with a kind of a more defensive right-back like Kyle Walker or uh, a more offensive uh, right-back like... Um, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, and we said during the long podcast that he pre he seems to prefer the more defensive, um, uh, the more defensive Kyle Walker. However, he may uh, he may have found a good balance in Reese James, who has come into the team more. So it'll be interesting to see what they do over on the right side. Uh, on the left side, uh, you know, it'll just be interesting to see who they pick. So the players they've been going with, uh, uh, Luke Shaw basically had the position, but now seems to be losing it. Uh, ben Chilwell and then right winger uh, Kieran Trippier, um, both making a bid for it. But um, uh, it seems to be in a bit of flux right now as to who will actually uh, be in that position. Uh, in the midfield, uh, that's where they're... You know, that's where they're going to have to cut some players. Um, there's no real issues. Um, and the, the defensive midfielders are pretty stable with Declan Rice and, and Kevin Phillips. But uh, kind of um, uh, in the more attacking midfielders, uh, it seems like that's where they're going to have to cut uh, some of the players. Uh, in the attack, uh, a definite issue would be is there an over-reliance on Kane? I suppose it, it won't come to a head uh, unless Kane gets injured. But uh, the problem with um, Kane starting so many of the games is that uh, they haven't really uh, given much field time to whoever's going to back Kane up. Uh, and there doesn't seem to be a really strong candidate um, right now. So that's the other issue in attack is uh, are there really suitable candidates uh, to back Kane up or, you know, to come in as substitutes or to come in as a second forward? We saw that they've only ever uh, had one center forward, and that may be because uh, there aren't a lot of candidates. So they have a few uh, candidates who they've kind of tried and uh, dismissed, so uh, like Ollie Watkins, Patrick Lamford, um, uh, uh, Callum Wilson, um, uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, you know, have all kind of come and gone, maybe not completely gone. Uh, Marcus Rashford too. And I think there is a chance for uh, Marcus Rashford to 
come back onto the team. I even think a couple of unused players like Ivan Tony uh, could be selected. Uh, Mikel Antonio uh, used to be a, a, a possible candidate, but now he's committed to uh, Jamaica. He's played World Cup qualifying games for them, so he is cap tied. Uh, but Ivan Tony has also been approached by Jamaica. Uh, and he refused, hoping to get onto the England team. And given his form recently and the lack of candidates in this position, uh, I think he might appear in the September games. In fact, uh, one of my sources did say uh, he made an appearance uh, in the National League games in June, but uh, I couldn't verify that uh, by more than one source. So. Uh, anyway, he, he, he kind of is a consideration, even though he hasn't been mentioned in this podcast. All right, let's take a look at some of the new players uh, for England. So we have in central defense a couple of new uh, uh, and younger players. Mark uh, Guihi, we won't do the bio on them because uh, that is in the longer version of the podcast. But uh, he is 22 years old and plays for Crystal Palace. Uh, Fikayo Tomori is doing well uh, over in Italy. Uh, he's not so young. He's 25 years old and has been on the team since 2019, but really has uh, come into the picture uh, fairly recently. Uh, midfielders, we have uh, Connor Gallagher, uh, who is 22 years old and uh, has played four games. Uh, he's with Chelsea in England. Uh, Jared Bowen um, also has four caps. He's not young, actually. He's uh, uh, 26 years old, but he's pretty new to the team and had a good season with West Ham. I think it'll be uh, form uh, that will dictate uh, uh, who's chosen, and we might get an outside player like uh, Ivan Tony coming in. Emile Smith-Rowe is an attacking midfielder. Uh, new to the squad, but actually didn't play in the last four games. So uh, he'll be um, uh, in in a bit tough to make the team. And uh, Oliver Watkins, or Ollie Watkins, uh, fairly new to the team, but has seven caps and two goals, although he is not a young player either, uh, 26 years old, but uh, fairly new to the English setup. Uh, moving on to injuries, we don't really have any... Uh, to speak of, we have a couple of players coming back from uh, injury. Uh, Chilwell, I, I think. I, I have it in my mind that Kyle Walker is another player coming back uh, from injury, but he, he wasn't injured for any of the uh, games, as, as far as I recall. Um, but anyway, uh, nevertheless, they're, they're both back. Uh, same with John Stones, who seems a bit absent in my mind. Uh, but perhaps just because he hasn't been selected to play for Man City, um, but kind of coming back into the picture. And notable absences, well, we don't really have any veterans for England who have retired in uh, over the last couple of Cups. Uh, I would say the closest thing to a notable absence here is Marcus Rashford, who was, uh, you know, fairly firmly established on the team. Uh, but hasn't played since the uh, Euro Cup in 2020. And uh, Danny Welbeck actually was a great servant for uh, England from 2011 to 2018, uh, but wasn't um, uh, 
uh, wasn't selected after September 2018, but still active as a club player and playing well for Brighton. And given the lack of forwards, I think there's an outside chance for both of these two players. All right, well, we're going to uh, finish with the uh, uh, going through the squad and uh, predict the starters. So uh, my prediction is that Gareth Southgate will be there. I'm going to put him as a definite candidate. Um, Jordan Pickford, I am not so sure about, but I guess I'll put him as the starter uh, because he, he has the starting position and uh, would be kind of insulted to lose it. But I think there is a bit of competition there and I think he could uh, lose it easily uh, if he doesn't perform well. But we, we'll pick this up in September uh, in the, sorry, in the update podcast and maybe have a bit more clarity on it. Uh, it looks like uh, Nick Pope and Ramsdale uh, will be the will be the uh, backup keepers here. Again, we'll um, we'll cover any surprises between then and and our update called podcast. Uh, Harry Maguire is actually losing a bit of form, and I think he's played uh, as a starter for England a bit less. Um, and the same might be uh, said of Connor Cody, actually. I don't think the form is really that great. I think Maguire will make the squad. And uh, and uh, Stones will make the squad. But I'm not really convinced that they'll be starters. Um, however, you know, I think it's the most stable back line. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, they start the early games. But especially uh, players who come in in good form. Uh, could kind of quickly replace them. And Connor Cody, uh, likely to make the cup, but I think his form will be important over the next while. I'm kind of uh, uh, I'm kind of shining a bit on Fikayo Tomori here as uh, maybe um, a bit of a surprise, uh, a surprise starter. Okay, left back, as we said, is a very difficult position. And uh, really, um, I wonder if... Um, Kieran Trippier, I'm just going to copy his name up here. Uh, I wonder if Kieran Trippier, uh, who we have as a likely candidate, um, is is going to be the player to do it here because he's playing that position for his club team and uh, sometimes plays that position for England. But I'm not confident enough to say uh, that any of them will be a starter. So, uh, well, I think Trippier will be a starter uh, somewhere on the field, not necessarily uh, as the left back. But uh, I won't put him as a starter here. I'll put him as a starter uh, below here. Uh, Luke Shaw and Ben Chilwell. I would give the nod to Ben Chilwell right now, but I really can't say. It might be a right midfielder moving over, which they have sometimes done. Uh, right midfielder. Uh, my feeling is that Reese James is going to be a starter, not necessarily as the right back, but perhaps as the right midfielder or even as a left back. Uh, but I also think Kyle Walker is going to be a starter uh, as well because Gareth Southgate seems to like him and uh, he seems to value his defensiveness over Trent Alexander's uh, kind of offensive abilities. He doesn't seem to favour uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold in that position has actually not used him in that position but more as a midfielder uh, defensive midfielders uh, Declan Rice and Philip 
uh, Calvin Phillips. Well, I think Declan Rice is definitely a starter. I think um, Calvin Phillips is likely a starter, but I'm not uh, confident enough to say that right now. But I think he uh, will, will be selected for sure. Uh, and uh, kind of a 50-50, depending maybe on the setup that they use. Uh, central midfielders, we have Jude Bellingham and uh, Phil Foden, but I wouldn't see either of those as starters. Uh, and I have to go down the list quite a while to find, uh, find a starter here. Uh, but the next one I see is Raheem Sterling, uh, one of their stars, um, one of their biggest stars who will for sure be a starter. But I can't say the same of... Um, uh, Jack Grealish in terms of my confidence in him as a starter. Uh, right winger, uh, Bakayo Sacco. Well, we saw that Phil Foden started as the right winger in the cup, but Gareth uh, Southgate seemed to prefer Saka, and I think he's going to be a starter. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised um, if Phil Foden uh, starts instead. But... Um, there we have it. Uh, Mason Mount, his form has not been good uh, recently, but I think for England, he's, uh, he's a starting player. Again, maybe switching positions uh, based on the, the uh, formation they use. And the only forward who we, we define as a starter is Harry Kane. Um, is Harry Kane. So, yeah, I, I didn't really uh, talk about uh, substitutes um, here, and I, I'm going to skip that because it would be a bit of a long discussion, but I would say, you know, basically the players who are who are listed as likely here uh, uh, are will either be starters or substitutes, and then really just a handful. We saw that there's only room for a handful of the, the possible candidates to make it in. All right, well, that brings us to the end and uh thank you for listening uh keep in mind that we're going to be doing an update as soon as new information comes out and that'll probably be in early november maybe early to mid november uh um i'd like to do it not when the teams publish the preliminary roster but when the final roster is decided upon so keep an eye on us at soccer files canada that's uh soccer files with a ph in the middle and an s at the end and our website, which is uh, soccerfilescaptivate.fm. But you can find us other ways by typing soccerfiles into Google or soccerfiles Canada, or the show notes, which I've been working on increasingly, uh, have links to uh, lots of good stuff, including timestamps and, uh, and uh, other podcasts that are related to this one. So thanks for listening, and see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>